way back to your seats. If you'd remain standing, turn in your Bibles to Numbers chapter 13. Numbers chapter 13. We'll begin reading with verse number 30. Numbers 13 and 30. Moses has sent 12 spies to check out the land of promise. All 12 have come back. Bible says in verse number 30, And Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. But the men that were with them said, We be not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. They brought up an evil report of the land which they had searched unto the children of Israel, saying, The land through which we have gone to search it is a land that eateth up the inhabitants thereof, and all the people that were that we saw in it are men of a great stature. Verse number thirty-three, there was there we saw the giants, the sons of Anak, which some of the which which come of the giants I want you to focus on the last part of this verse and we were in our own sight as grasshoppers and we were in our own sight as grasshoppers and so we were in their sight New Living Translation says, We even saw giants there, the descendants of Anak. Next to them we felt like grasshoppers, and that's what they thought too. We felt like grasshoppers, and that's what they thought too. Preach to you for a few minutes tonight. Who defines you? Who defines you? Father, thank you for your presence that is in this place tonight. Thank you for the privilege we have as a church body to gather together tonight and celebrate you above anything, but celebrate each other, reconnect, be with men and women, brothers and sisters of like precious faith. I ask God in the beginning part of this service that you would allow me to be a messenger, that you would speak your word, speak a word from you through me tonight, God. I trust you, depend on you for your anointing tonight, Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ, in Jesus' name. If you'll help me preach, you can sit down. If you won't help me preach, stay standing. Uh-oh, everybody's sitting down. This ought to be real good. We, we were in our own sight. As grasshoppers. And so we were in their sight. I have read the account of Moses sending the twelve spies to check out the land. What I do not find in any of the account is any interaction between the spies and the inhabitants of the land. There is no recorded interaction between them. 
There are no conversations that we know of. There were no altercations that we know of. There were no encounters that we know of that took place between the spies and the inhabitants of the land. And they come back and Joshua and Caleb, Caleb speaks up and says, Let's go, let's go now because we are well able to take the land. But the ten said, hold on a minute. We were there. And what you said would be there is there, but there's something else beside that there. We saw some giants. And we were in our own sight. We were in our own sight. This is how we perceive ourselves as grasshoppers. This is the perception that we have of ourselves. They are giants and we are grasshoppers. And secondly, that's how they see us. But how do you know that's how they see you? How do you know that is their opinion of you? As the New Living Translation says, how do you know what they're thinking if you have not communicated with them? How have you drawn the conclusion you're grasshoppers and they see you as grasshoppers when nobody has said anything? But you have come to the conclusion because you see yourself as a grasshopper that the enemy also sees you as a grasshopper. And so the ten say, what you said was there is there, but we can't take the land. So God sends them on a journey of 40 years while the unbelievers were weeded out, except if you read what the scripture says, God did not send them on a journey for 40 years to punish the unbelievers. The scripture says he sent them on that journey to test the believers. Would there be those that could wander in the wilderness for a little while and still hold on to the fact, I don't care how long we have wandered and I don't care how much longer we wander. At some point, we're going back to Jordan and we are going to cross the Jordan River and we are going to enter the promised land because we've got a promise that says there's a land that's flowing with milk and honey and it is a land that God has prepared for us so whether it's today tomorrow next year next decade or if it takes us 40 decades and it doesn't matter who's left we're going to come back to the Jordan and one day we're going to cross the Jordan And we're going to take the promised land because two of them said we are well able. Can I tell you tonight the problem is not God. The challenge is not God. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He still is the great I am. He still is the almighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. He's the Alpha 
and the Omega, which was, which is, which is to come. He is the Almighty. He is omnipresent. He is omniscient. And He is omnipotent. He has not changed one bit in all of time. He can do today what He's ever done before. God is not the issue. And the enemy is not the issue. The heart of the matter is what are we in our own sight? What is our perception of ourselves? Part of what I've come to tell you tonight is we've made the devil out to be something he's not. We've also given him some credit for what he thinks when it's not even what he thinks. They said, we are grasshoppers in our own sight. And they said, they see us as grasshoppers. Problem is, they never stopped long enough to find out what do they really think about us. What is their perception of us? We, we got a few razorbacks in the house tonight. A little whoopie suey somewhere. I was listening to the radio for a few minutes yesterday. I think it was yesterday. And they were interviewing some guy. I think he's actually a country mu- music artist. And the hosts were interviewing him. And he's from Arkansas. And he's a big Razorback fan, and, and he said this, it's, it, 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 that apparently it gets communicated to him by his friends all the time that actually the Razorbacks are the team Alabama doesn't like to play. Even though they haven't beat them in years, they don't like to play them. They have a perception of what their potential is. Just because somebody looks big and strong doesn't mean they are as big and strong as they look. And so one more time, they said, we are in our own sight as grasshoppers. And we are in their sight grasshoppers as well. Except, here's the problem, 40 years later, Joshua comes to the Jordan River. I don't know, one of you guys probably have a much deeper theological explanation for this. Maybe it's in there and I've missed the explanation, but this is my, the conclusion I've come to. Forty years later, Joshua comes back to the Jordan River and it's time to cross the promised land and he sends spies into the promised land. Except the first time they sent 12 and had two positive and 10 negative. And this time Joshua says, I'm going to send two. We're not even giving the other 10 a chance to see and say anything. I don't know, maybe there's more to it than that, but I just think he realized two of us came back positive. We only need two. And the two go into the promised land and the Bible says in Joshua chapter 2 and verse number 8. And before they were laid down, this is the two spies, she, that is Rahab, came came up to the rooftop 
And she said unto them, now listen, 40 years ago, they said, we are as grasshoppers, we can't go. She is now going to tell them, this is really what was going on 40 years ago when you ran and wouldn't fight. I know the Lord has given you the land and that your terror is fallen upon us and that all the inhabitants of the land faint because of you. Here it is. For we have heard how the Lord dried up the Red Sea for you 40 years ago and you came out of Egypt and what you did unto the two kings of the Amorites that were on the other side, Jordan, Sihon, and Og, whom you utterly destroyed. And here it is. While they are telling Moses and everybody else, we see ourselves as grasshoppers, and they think we are grasshoppers, she said, as soon as we heard these things, our hearts did melt. Neither did there remain any more courage in any man because of you grasshoppers. There was not a man that was ready to fight because our hearts melted and there was no courage because of you. For the Lord your God Sometimes you ought to ignore what the devil says. Sometimes you shouldn't even pause long enough to let him catch his breath. But every now and then you ought to stop for just a moment and hear what the enemy really has to say about you. The Lord your God, He is God in heaven above and in earth beneath. You thought you were just grasshoppers, but while you were thinking you were just grasshoppers, those that you said were the giants were scared to death of who you were and what you could do. I've come to declare to somebody tonight, quit looking at yourself as a grasshopper and the enemy as a giant. And realize the enemy his heart has melted within him because of who you are and who your God is basically what she was saying to them where did you go and where have you been because 40 years we have been living with the expectation this land belongs to you I preach to people tonight that you've gone home and walked away from a fight because all you think you are is a grasshopper but the enemy doesn't define you God defines you. This pulpit is really great except when you preach on Gideon. 
Can't hide. I'll, I'll skip the time of reading. You can read it later if you want to, but Judges 6, verse 11, the Bible says Gideon is hiding behind a wine press, threshing just a little bit of wheat because Gideon sees himself as a grasshopper. I, I got just a little bit. I got just enough. Anybody tired of living on just enough? I'm not talking about your bank account. That's way down the list. Just enough spiritual victory to get through one more day. Just enough to make it to church one more Sunday. Make it one more week without anybody tired of just enough. Gideon is hiding behind the wine press with a little bit of wheat. I don't know about you, but I am so jealous of Gideon. I've never gotten what he got. The angel of the Lord shows up and says, Oh Gideon, thou mighty man of valor. And paraphrased, he says, Who? Me? Me? You talking to me? Do you see what's going on? Do you see what we're dealing with? And do you see where I am? God said, I'm going to define you as who you are and not as what you see yourself. You're just a grasshopper hiding, trying to make it one more day. But I've called you to be something else. You know what's amazing is that wasn't enough angel an encounter with an angel wasn't enough because he fleeces God and then that's not enough again for the sake of time I'm going to skip reading it but you can read it if you want to later in Judges chapter 7 verses 7 through 15 God sends Gideon outside the enemy camp Gideon is afraid Gideon is looking at the circumstances that they're dealing with and has no hope. And God sends him. I will read just a verse or two. Verse number, oh, 13, I think, in chapter 7. When Gideon was come, behold, there was a man that told a dream unto his fellow and said, I dreamed a dream, and lo, a cake of barley bread tumbled into the host of Midian and came unto a tent and smote it that it fell and overturned it, that the tent lay along. And his fellow answered and said, This is nothing else save the sword of Gideon. Hiding behind a wine press, and yet the enemy is saying, We got to look out for Gideon. Gideon is coming our way. Oh, God, what would ever happen? What would really ever happen if we would finally, once and for all, get a glimpse of what and who we really are and stop looking at ourselves based on how we see ourselves and based on how we think the enemy sees us? But realize the enemy's actually got a better perception of us than we do. Our hearts did melt within us because of you. 
See, the enemy always likes to think or make us think he defines us. Bottom line is he doesn't define us because he gets a little glimpse of who we are. And if nothing else, he knows whose we are. Greater is he. Oh, Jesus. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. What last last week at Apostolic Conference Wednesday night, Brother Art Wilson preached. Some of you've heard his name before. I think I showed a little bit of a video of his. He's been for uh, I think a couple of years now going going to the United Nations and uh, on the twenty seventh floor. I think it is the sacred twenty seventh floor. Goes there and conducts Bible studies and baptized i forget how many people and 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 all kinds of people have have been received the holy ghost and amazing miracles and he preached last wednesday night at at uh, the conference in mississippi and and he showed the picture i don't know i don't know about those i don't know about you guys bishop i don't know about you all that stuff he shared was really awesome when he showed the picture that in the united nations chapel There is a marble bowl, for lack of a better way of putting it. And inscribed in the bowl, in the United Nations Chapel. Anybody want to take a guess what's there? Go on, somebody shout out here. I know this isn't isn't classroom, I know it's church, but... inscribed in the UN chapel in a bowl is one Lord one faith one baptism out of all the things that could be there and we sit here tonight on a Sunday night. We're just a bunch of grasshoppers just trying to survive. I've come to tell you tonight, like Caleb said, we are well able. Because if God be for us, then who can be against us? I close with this. 1 Samuel chapter 17 and verse 41. And the Philistine, that is Goliath, came on and drew near unto David. And the man that bare the shield went before him. And when the Philistine looked about and saw David, he disdained him. For he was but a youth and ruddy and of fair countenance. And the Philistine said unto David, Am I a dog that thou comest to me with staves? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. And the Philistine said to David, Come to me and I will give thy flesh under the fowls of the air and to the beasts of the field. Slight problem, Goliath. You can't redefine what God has already defined. Call me a dog all you want to. But let me just tell you where I've been. 
I was all by myself. I was taking care of my father's sheep. And one day there came a bear to try to steal some sheep. And I stood up against the bear and I defeated the bear and I saved the sheep. And there was another day that a lion came to try to take some of my father's sheep. And I stood up against the lion as well and stopped him from taking some of my father's sheep. So I really can't help how you see me. Because you come with a sword and with a spear and with a shield. But I, I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defiled. This day will the Lord deliver thee into my hand, and I will smite thee and take thine head from thee, and I will give the carcasses of the host of the Philistines this day unto the fowls of the air and to the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. I wish somebody tonight would get something to come over you that you would shake off some wrong perceptions, some wrong ideas of who you are, and you would get a grasp on who you really are. I don't, I don't know, I don't know. Musicians, you can come. I don't know. I, I think some people probably think that that uh, 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 Gideon, um, excuse me, not Gideon, um, Samson. I think some people probably think Samson looked like Mr. Universe. I think some people probably have the perception that Samson was this incredibly built guy, walked around, he just had, I mean, he, he was just cut. He was ripped. I don't think there's any Bible for that. And the way God has a pattern of working, I kind of think Samson looked like an average guy. That there was nothing about him that would cause anybody to be intimidated or afraid of him. The Bible says this, you can find it with every, I think every single miracle he did except for the, I don't recall it in the pushing down of the pillars in the temple. But the Bible said, Samson. When he got ready to fight, he would shake. I don't know how. I don't know if he looked like some of y'all shaking. I don't know if he looked like a Holy Ghost fit shaking. I don't know what he looked like. But I wonder, I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there. I'm not giving you doctrine. I'm just giving you a possibility. I wonder if what Samson was doing was, I see the opposition. And I know myself that I don't have anything in me 
to meet the challenge. So I'm going to shake off every doubt, every fear, every bit of unbelief. I'm going to shake it all off because I don't come in my name, in my power, my ability. He may not have said it, but I think he knew it that just like David, I come in the name of the Lord. I wish somebody tonight would just do like Samson did a little bit and just shake some stuff off, just shake some perceptions off, just shake some fear off, shake some doubt off. I'm not a grasshopper. You're not a grasshopper. And the enemy knows what we are. Hallelujah. Come on, just another moment. We're going to move on in just a second. But I just believe God wants somebody to walk out of this place when we get done tonight. Not with a greater perception of God, but a greater understanding of who you are. Quit assuming what the enemy thinks of you. Stop giving him credit for something that's not even true. I wonder if there's some devils tonight that could fit what Rahab said. That they've got no heart left in them, Brother Middleton. They don't even have a fight left. They're just waiting on some folks to realize who and what they are. Just do this if you would as we get ready to transition out of this part of the service. I want you just to lift your hands right now. I want you to begin to ask God. God help me with the right perception of who I am in you. Rather than assuming what the enemy sees of me Rather than me determining the enemy's perception of me, which is not even an accurate perception. God, give me an idea. Give me a revelation. Give me an understanding of what I am, of who I am in you, God. Like David, let us be awakened. It doesn't matter how big the giant is. It doesn't matter how big the opposition is. That just like David, we come. We come in the name of the Lord. You might have a sword and a shield. You might have weapons of warfare that you use. But I've got something greater than what you have. I don't come in my own strength and ability. I don't come in my own talent with my own skill. It's not my own intellect that I rely upon, but it's in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah! Hallelujah!